Hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have a very interesting show because I have invited two very special people who I've actually known for many years, and we're very much in the same space in so many ways regarding A Better World and their initiative called Think Positive World, which I just love the name of and everything that it does and represents, which we'll get into in a moment. And tonight, we have finally brought them onto A Better World Radio to talk about their good work. So we'll be speaking with David Giller and Helene Abrams, his partner, and we'll be speaking about the initiatives they have been engaged in over the past many, many years in, in short, making the world a better place. They've designed arts and educational-based enrichment programs for entire communities, including schools, parent organizations, businesses, and municipalities. Programs focus on building self-esteem and character development, mastering daily stress, and creating a positive mindset. Their recent success with the Think Positive Bronx New York campaign created a positive climate in one of the most challenged schools in the country. To date, they have successfully established a unique collaboration with public, private, and corporate sectors. Their award-winning, socially responsible programs have been utilized by municipalities, schools, and community-based organizations, including the Chamber of Commerce, mental health networks, youth citizen groups, Fortune 500 companies, as well as they've been on TV, radio, and web broadcasts. So... What? <coughs> Excuse me. So sorry. The pollen in the air is not something I've managed to overcome. I want to welcome you both, Helene and David, to a better world. It's a pleasure to have you both. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Mitch. With an introduction like that, we could be ready to retire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen. All I'm doing is extracting from your good work. <laughs> So I really, really thank you you for all of it. Let's get into some of the specifics of, first of all, um, would you define for our audience what Think Positive World is? And then we'll go into some of the initiatives that you've begun. Well, Think Positive World is a multifaceted, multi-platformed movement to uh, accelerate positive change and greater well-being in communities throughout the world. It's been, um, it was uh, originated from a vision that I had um, in um, 1977, over almost 41 years now. I actually had the vision the day that uh, Elvis Presley passed away, which was very interesting, August 16th, 1977. Interesting. It changed my life forever. It was obviously a calling for me. And uh, his passing uh, or your vision? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I guess they're related in some way. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but uh, so then I um, I was living in California at the time, and then I moved to uh, South Florida to start working on uh, on the vision, which I knew at that time was my mission, and. Um, then I started, I came up with these uh, 10 daily fundamentals to greater well-being and 
I wrote a book, and then I started doing like all kinds of uh, like uh, pieces of this. What I didn't know it was a movement. I didn't know what actually it really was along the way. Uh, other than that, I knew I had to work on it full time, and uh, and and that's what I did over all the years, just developing <laughs> pieces of it. And then Helene and I are, have been working on it together for uh, 16 years. And Beautiful. she was advising me even before that. We, we actually know each other for over 30 years. So, um, Beautiful. That's Beautiful. Pretty much and Helene, you, you have a background yourself in theater and right. uh, the entertainment industry, correct? Right. Theater, so, film, television, as an actor, as a performer, and also as a producer and director. And uh, and I've done hundreds of I've been in hundreds of commercials also, so I've been around the block <laughs> in the entertainment field. But I've always uh, cared about making programs and uh, films that make a difference, because yes. I I felt that we can really tap into uh, a very um, grand audience, uh, and that's what I did. Yeah. So it was. Yes. Uh, you know, she always wanted to marry healing and the arts. Right. Her, her big vision. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I we're very similar. I, I well, know. I didn't major in theater. What you know that right? I don't even have to say my next piece. But I went to uh, Bard College in up. Right. Exactly. I went to right. Bard College in upstate New York, and uh, they had a tremendous theater department there, and I studied. Well, I was primarily, uh, I started out as a para... <coughs> so sorry, excuse me. I started off as a parapsychology student, and that quickly morphed in, I wanted to prove the existence of God by the presence of telepathy and the like, you know, proving that there is really one mind, if you will. Um, and uh, it sounds like a New York City street over there. It sounds like New York City, everybody. I mean, I hear, I, I hear it sure does. On your end. I hear sirens on our end. <laughs> I tell you, it's really the Big Apple. We've got people listening in from South Africa and Australia and UK, and well, and you're all getting a chance there. to be in New York City tonight, huh? <laughs> the sound effects of the city. <laughs> exactly. But I just wanted to say quickly that uh, while I studied theater and. Uh, both acting, directing, and dramaturgy, actually, and dance at Bard. Um, and while I really, really enjoyed it, it also didn't feel fulfilling enough for me. I felt a real pull in the direction of psychology and working with people mm-hmm. therapeutically. And uh, so I developed, I studied psychodrama, but I ended up devising something that I simply call therapeutic theater which is bringing together those two different uh, areas that I felt very drawn to. So I, I, it right. runs such a parallel lead. It's so interesting. It's I guess true. I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know. And, and with yeah. the theater, uh, I mean, that is something that I had also done, impro- improvisational uh, performance uh, teaching and, uh, you know, creating uh, an opportunity for people to really be in their in the present moment, you know, which is what improv is all about. And, Surely. Uh, so, 
marrying the healing and the arts is <laughs> you did that yes <laughs> oh it's beautiful I, I really love it so when you approach or you are approached by say a school system I, I'm particularly interested in hearing about this Bronx although I'd love to hear more but tell me if you would about the um, the Bronx project because people know that the Bronx is truly one of the most uh, challenged uh, areas. You know, it tends to be economically, um, you know, lower socially, sure. Sure. therefore yes. also lower school system, not enriched, you know, to put it mildly. So how did you show up there? How did you get there? And what did you do? Well, it was it's very very interesting what happened. Uh I wrote a song as part of this uh you know, putting together all the uh, components for the uh, movement that we have now over the years. Uh, part of it was writing some songs and uh mm-hmm. one song in particular is called <clears throat> I'm a Person. And um so this was uh um our, this has been our signature song. I, I, I wrote it in uh, 1977, uh, 1987, 86, and then in 87, the next year, I recorded the song with um, 17 children from an elementary school in uh, North Miami, and uh, so we did a lot of programs around in South Florida uh, around the song, and, and it really caught on. I mean, it was it was uh, a staple for a lot of people down there and 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 other parts of the, the country as well. So um, I'm a person. Um, I got a letter in 1990 from a school teacher in the South Bronx. Uh, who, who actually somebody gave her at that time it was a cassette tape of I'm a person at Riverside <laughs> Church and she wrote me this amazing letter that that really tugged at my heartstrings mm-hmm. about these kids that she teaches and and these little uh you know five or six years old year olds and that they bring in uh you know a, a knife they may bring a knife to school or they you know their parents have uh, have been um on uh uh, are incarcerated or have died from AIDS, and they're being being brought up by their their grandparents. And at that time, this the South Bronx was like, uh, you know, you remember the visuals from uh, a danger from zone, Apache, Fort Apache, and yes. you know, uh, yeah, like yes. a like a bombed out area. So I could certainly relate to what she was talking about. And she said she took the song back to the school, and um, and the kids just fell in love with that song and it really made uh, a tremendous Ooh. impact on their lives and it's a beautiful letter which I'd like to share with you sometime so um, sure please for, so since that time that, sc- that school in the South Bronx has been uh, using I'm a person and for most of the years it's been their school song now this is an this is an elementary school uh, in the South Bronx it's a public part of the New York City public school system and mm-hmm. uh it has about 700 students and um many of the students are from shelters and others are from the projects and uh mm-hmm. it's uh, the school is nestled between <coughs> two gangs so there's gunshots all the time cancel actually oh, cancel fire God. drills because of gunshots so this is so uh when we when we came up to New York and uh we 
you know, we were down in Florida for a while, and then we came up to New York and and uh, started connecting uh, with the school directly, with working with uh, Sharon and and some of the other and the principal in the school. And then in uh, 2000, Sharon being the teacher who wrote you the letter. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharon Pritchard, one of the most sweetest uh, individuals that I've ever met, uh, mm-hmm. and we, so we started working with her, and she was. She was um, just so totally sold on our person, you know. So then we, we, Helene and I started, uh, we actually had programs around the song already, but we wanted to do something really special for the school. So we came up with a mm-hmm. whole Alma person uh, program that we uh, implemented into the, into the school starting with Alma person week. And Alma person week was a whole series of events. It was a whole feeling you got throughout a whole, for uh, five days that week. Everybody wore uh, stickers uh, that says, I'm a person, handle with care. And during the morning announcements, the whole school sang the I'm a person song and recited uh, the rights of a person and the responsibilities of a person. And... um, and then there was activity books for all the teachers, and, and there were assembly programs every day. So it was a whole, it was a real turnaround in this one week. Uh, after the after the the one week, because uh, the first time we we worked in that school, we only did the the I'm a person week. It then later turned into uh, the I'm a person year, the whole year. But just oh from that my. one week. Uh, yes. the, for the rest of the school year, the incidences went down from like uh, it were like 240 incidences uh, in one year normally, and it went down to 80, and actually stopped the bullying. When you say incidents, you mean uh, basically violence, behavioral incidences, behavioral yeah. okay. incidences. or fights, yeah. or fights, yep. what have you. Mm-hmm. So it went from yes. 240 to 80, and then the attendance. Uh, went up to as high as 96%. And this is, mm. these are kids, like Helene mentioned, some of them uh, from shelters and, you know, there's a, and, and uh, didn't have proper medical care and all this. And, and to be at 96% was great. Was, and they were very yeah. excited about this program. Besides being excited yes. about the song, they were, you know, they felt one, uh, the uh, TV stations came in and, and recorded, you know, some of the program. And uh, I remember one of the kids saying on TV, I just love it when I go into school, my principal says, stand up and has us sing the song, you know. He mm. was, was so he they were so, so touched by this and how how they would uh, change instead of, uh, uh, what was that, instead saying of saying shut up, they would they, say, they would change, they catch themselves and they would say, please be quiet. Mm. And that's that's what happened. It was a whole turnaround. and, and, and uh, Creating a positive climate in the school is yes. what happened. Yes. And uh, we, we did that for several years in the school. In fact, we also had... Uh, we have about 250 responses from the kids uh, that, that answered like five questions about the program, and those answers were fantastic. Literally blew us away. I mean, because we we were going in there and and just doing our thing and working with the kids and and getting you know great responses while we were there and all that. But when we actually saw 
their written responses as to how this was really impacting their lives. It, it just, uh, you know, was amazing mm. for us. And there's also. And so, when uh, did this? Post- when was the year of the person, or the year of I am a person? It was, there were several. There were, you know, we oh, did it maybe four years, year, four or five years. Yeah. We did. We've done it. And uh, the thing that's very interesting is there. There was also posters all over. I mean, ideally, what would work, uh, you know, the best would be starting with elementary school or pre-K, going through middle school, and then going to high school. I mean, we're getting some calls now from different high schools uh, who are wanting uh, some of our programs. We also have uh, something called the 30-Day Think Positive Challenge, which is great for uh, children and also adults and companies because it shifts the mindset of uh, the people who are taking the 30-Day Think Positive Challenge. We just got a call today from a high school who wanted, um, you know, who was thinking about all the teachers taking that particular challenge. Um, We just sent uh, 200 posters to uh, Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland. Oh, in Parkland, yeah. Yeah, and they put them up in all the classrooms and uh, in uh, throughout the whole school. We have a Think Positive beautiful. poster, yeah, actually, yeah. which is a beautiful poster. Yeah, just it's it's mm, a very that's magical fantastic. poster. Yeah, it's very magical. That's just such good news. So the word has yeah. clearly spread, and so I hope that the public schools in question here arrange some kind of um, remuneration for you and your team to come and spend all this amount of time organizing this. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we're... Or or do you raise funds in order to help, uh, you know, pay down on whatever expenses, costs there are for the whole operation? It actually works both ways. We will actually we will go out and uh, if a school is really interested in our, or a school system is really interested in the program, we will uh, work with them whatever way we can, and including if we have to uh, assist in helping them get corporate sponsors to pay for it. We'll do you know we'll, I see. our goal is to get this out there. Our, that's our vision is to get this all over the world and and to do it in whatever way we possibly can to make it work. So you push and, whatever and, and buttons actually, you need to to raise whatever yeah. it takes to make it happen. Yeah. And yeah. and with Marjorie Stoneham Douglas, we made a donation. We sent, you know, the posters down there because of all the stress they had been through. We yeah, just we wanted had, to help. And we had a uh, – we did have a sponsor Definitely. for that uh, – that Who was about us. a mile uh, uh, after school, uh, Kids in Motion, after school uh, – center that was about a mile from from parkland that uh donated mm. some some uh some money towards that, that. Yeah. yeah wonderful so, it's so um, funny it's, i happen uh, to know, have been down there myself just two weeks after this happened uh, on an entirely wow. separate matter uh but that my life would have taken me right there you know was kind of striking and uh the gentleman that i was uh meeting with his children go to the high school and they thankfully oh, wow. Uh, wow. they were safe, but you know I, I got to kind of hear about what was going on very kind of up 
up close and personal. So, yeah, I'm sure everybody yeah. so appreciated what you were doing for them in that context, in that environment. It's wonderful. Yeah, we're even, so, you know, we're looking at the, to please. getting posters to all the students right now, if, we, if there's a way that we could do it, to uh, for them to take home, so that they could that could facilitate the healing process for the summer. So we're yes. we're working on that. <clears throat> too. Wonderful. Well, if I can facilitate that, um, yeah. I'm due to speak to the gentleman this evening. So if there's a way oh, that great. I can intercede in some yeah. way, I'd be glad to do that on your behalf. On yeah, that would be yeah. great. Uh, that's great. That um, would be great. So. Let me ask you, uh, it sounds like uh, schools are have been the primary place that you have had receptivity over the years. Is that a correct statement? Uh, that's one of, that's one of the uh, places. We actually have um, our vision is to do is to go into cities and create a whole uh, positive climate in, in, in a city. And we have um, a positive theme. We have a program that involves a positive theme every month so that uh, we could go into, like, like, let's say, for example, in New York City here. So we're working in New York City. We also have interests from Philadelphia and South Florida and, all, all, like, quite a few cities, L.A., right mm-hmm. now. But we actually have created a template to go into yeah. a city and with the positive theme of the month, like, for example, uh, January is Think Positive. It's going to be a great year. February is uh, um, love, love is the Answer because it ties in with Valentine's Day. So every, mm-hmm. every month there's another theme, Has a theme that would go on. Yeah, that yeah. would go on billboards and buses. And, like, the idea is literally surround people with the positive theme of the month. I love it. And so we have materials. We have, like, if they're at home, there's a way that, that, that they can tap into the positive theme of the month or or just be exposed to it in one way or another. Or if they walk out the door and they walk down the street or they or they go somewhere in a school or business, they, everybody's tied into it. And they could become mm-hmm. a, me- <clears throat> a member uh, where they would receive different materials on a weekly basis. Uh, each mm-hmm. month changing the theme. <clears throat> Based on the theme, they would get like four weeks of uh, information on the theme. And then we also have um, where individuals can become ambassadors for positive change. So yes. we believe like while somebody is experiencing uh, physical, mental, and spiritual growth, that uh, and they become you know a better person, kinder, and more compassionate and, you know, just uh, uh, being successful in all facets of their lives, that you really want to share that. You want to share that with yes. family. You want to share that with friends. You want to share that in your community and in, in, in your city, state, country, the world, however far you want to take it. So we, we, uh, we have a program where individuals can become ambassadors for uh, positive change. I love it. I love it. You're going to laugh, not be surprised, both of you, but laugh. Of course <laughs> not. At least I know you're doing the same that, thing. <laughs> uh, I, I've written to a couple of mayors over the years um, saying, you know, 
I like what you're doing, by and large, I should say. Um, you know, I know you're trying right. to make New York a better place. I really appreciate that. After all, after all, my organization is called A Better World, and that includes a better city where I live. Right. Um, but I said it would be really nice to see um, a, an environment that is not just like use the idea of littering, of throw away your you know, your trash in the bin. That's one good thing. But so many um, communications from the city are in phrased negatively. Don't yes. litter. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. speed, right? And so right, I right, right. suggested <coughs> that they reframe their languaging to be in the affirmative. And yes, absolutely. Encourage people to be friendly. It could be signs on the buses and in the subways. Be courteous. Be friendly to your neighbor. Absolutely. Find out what yes. they're up to today. You know, I mean, and right, right. By so doing, so we have to do shifting to the energy of the entire city. You know, absolutely. Yes. And we have to do something to counteract the negativity that's out there. And and I mean, the whole I think the whole thing is. Once we, you know, there's like a little pendulum happening there in the world right now, and it's really, um, there's a lot of negativity. The pendulum is really uh, swinging towards the negativity. And once we get that pendulum toward, swinging toward the positivity, then it's mm-hmm. all going to, it's all, everything's going to really make that shift. shift. Yeah. And that's what, Absolutely. Uh, that's what we want to do with this whole positive. It's a, a positive reprogramming for the world. That's really what this you is. Bet. Like oh, no, I get computer. it. I get it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, you know, when people take ownership of their place, their home, yes. their habitat, and they make, in this case, because we live in New York City, make the city your home. So if somebody were to drop a piece of litter in your living room, you'd go and pick it up. You'd either ask them to pick it up or you'd go and pick it up yourself, sure. one or the other, right? Right, and exactly. And throw it away, so to speak, right? Well, it's the same thing with the city. It's just an expanded scale. That's all. Yes. And when people do that, and then they also are being mindful of their own mouth and their own behavior and attitude, everything, as you are both implying uh, and stating, changes. And then you create yes. an environment where people are like the old-time villages where everybody kind of looked out for each other. Of course, everybody knew each other's right. business, too. Sure. And people come to yeah, cities sure. for a little anonymity. But that aside for the moment, you know, people <laughs> will be a whole lot more attentive to what's going on in their environment and watchful and protective of each other. And In fact, the whole idea of protection almost starts to become a little uh, humorous because People yeah. are just naturally taking care of each other. It's it's like stand up for peace. I stand for you know yeah. kindness. Stand up. For exactly. Look, I mean, the bottom line with all of this is that the only way we're going to uh, raise the consciousness of the world is for each person to work on raising their own consciousness. And, That's right. Um, if you look at all of the billions and trillions of dollars that are being spent every year to treat the on effects war. of the yes. problems yes. On, on war, yep. on how about addictions? How about yes. all the 
the money that's being spent for this for the opioid crisis and and sure. all of the uh, different addictions that are out there that are only uh happening because people don't want to be in touch with their feelings that's right what they're feeling so um that's right. if we if we if people would become uh if we were worked on and funded projects that are designed to uh help people to uh, raise their consciousness then we could save trillions of dollars by uh you know not putting band-aids on these problems every year but by really, really you know working with yes. the core the core rather than you know treating the effects of all all of Well it's all about making peace profitable you know yeah or they I, that know is it's just profitable. You know, honestly, you you guys are inspiring me because you're reminding me of uh, something I came up with in high school while marching for peace down in uh, Washington, D.C. as a Mm 16-year-old, you know, as well as, uh, you know, it was the Vietnam era. Yeah, I, I started early. And I said, you know, rather than our economy being a war-based economy, which I realized it was at a very early age. I sort of saw through the game of politics, calling one thing something when it's really another. And what it really was was a cash machine. It was a cash cow and uh, camouflaged as uh, the purveyors of democracy. Now, not to go down that path too far, but you know exactly what I mean. Um, and that's just yeah. follow the money trail um, to war and everything else. What if we were to take on the initiative and the project of first making sure everybody had a roof over their head? And that, you know, on a worldwide scale, by the way. And then, and, mm-hmm. and so that would engage the economy. And then make sure everybody had food. And then make food. sure everybody had medicine. And then make sure everybody and had water. education. And water. Well, yeah, that you know, I assume that inside of it, right? And then after all of these basics, then I came up with why don't we have an outer space, a kind of a galactic economy? Meaning, let's go play. <laughs> let's go play. Right. <laughs> you know, in the atmosphere. You know, let's reach higher, right, like the white stone. Right. And I said, there's going to be a lot of money that will need to be expended on all sorts of expensive toys, so don't worry about it. There's plenty to spend money on as a collective planet working together yeah. yes. rather than against right. each other. It's like it's like a liver cell, f- f- you know, uh, complaining about the pancreas. You know, it doesn't work, you know, but if the whole right. body is united and decides to run a marathon, well, we, you know, you're really accomplishing something. Anyway, yeah. you understand that, that pendulum, you're reminding me that of that old idea I had, because yeah. the, there needs to be a focus to the economy, and it's either going to be war or peace, as you're saying, Helene, and or, yeah. you know, maybe even after peace and all of that, outer space. Wouldn't that be fun? Right. Yeah. I love it. Let's let everybody Looks know like that... Let me let me just uh, announce this, uh, that you are listening to A Better World Radio with Mitchell J. Rabin. We are on every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have a weekly community television show called A Better World as well, every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
here in the Big Apple, which you can watch either on television here in New York City or on our website, www.abetterworld.tv. We have a newsletter. It's free. It only comes out once a week. Please get on our newsletter, and uh, that way you'll know what shows we're having, who the guests are, and what fun we have planned for the following week. So today we are speaking with some real brothers and sisters here to a better world. We're speaking with David Giller and Helene Abrams, the founders of Think Positive World, and they're doing just magnificent work in schools and beyond cities, etc., to bring their message of thinking positively and creating a positive, healthy mindset wherever they go. And they have a series of different methods by which they do that, which is just its wonderful to hear. Great to have you both on the show today. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's our pleasure. Yeah, it's really great. I, you know, I can't wait to uh, actually get together with you soon and, uh, <laughs> and yeah. uh, take off on some of these ideas we're talking about. Brainstorm yeah. a little bit, right, because our yeah. thinking is so right. aligned, and I love what you've yeah, been doing. I, I think getting to the children actually is so important because, you know, thinking about future generations and what you're teaching them. I, I do a lot. My own background is in, you know, we haven't, <laughs> even though we've known each other and passing all these years, we haven't really, like, borne down into the nitty-gritty. But uh, my background right, yeah. is essentially in psychology, acupuncture, and stress management. So teaching people how to deal with stress and conflict in a kind of a mature, easygoing intelligent, emotionally intelligent ways is a lot of the work that I do. And uh, it has a lot to do with communication, responsible communication, intelligent communication, which means being respectful, showing courtesy, knowing how to listen, being kind. You know, all the basic things that you mm-hmm. both, myself, the Dalai Lama, and many others really <laughs> emphasize, right. you know? How to be a good person. In fact, David, I'm hoping we're going to get a couple of bars, both of you, of the song that you've been talking about before this show is over. Sure, we can do that. Okay. We can do that. Uh, good. But the, the other thing I wanted to mention to you, uh, talking about stress management, is that we have, uh, and it's it's on our website uh, as well, but we have what we call, uh, what I mentioned before about the 10 Daily Fundamentals to Greater Well-Being, which is yes. a ba- balancing of the mind, body, and spirit. So yes. I thought it would be interesting to mention what they are for anybody oh, who's do. listening. please that would be great. That, yeah. So um, I'm not going to do it in any particular order because I think they're all equally as important. But yes. um, we have nutrition, eating habits, posture, Exercise, breathing techniques, personal care, pacing ourselves throughout the day, maximum comfort, and that is about the you know fabric of the clothes you wear and you know making sure that you're you know that you're uh, uh, comfortable throughout the day so you get better thoughts and uh, yes. organization and time management, love kindness mm-hmm. and empathy for others. And positive environments, positive attitude. Mm, so wonderful. There's some, yeah. There's some for the mind, some there for the physical, 
and awe and for the spiritual, because that all yeah. works hand in hand. And I yeah. I wanted to mention that uh, we have strategies for positive change also that's up on our website. And, you know, talking about how each of us can play our role in accelerating peace and well-being on the planet. And some of those strategies are open your heart, be in service to others, build your self-esteem, live your life's purpose, be in constant gratitude, be a steward of the planet, be humble and understanding, live your life from essence, not ego, be governed by your spiritual connection, keep daily stress at an absolute minimum, be an optimum physical and mental health. And there's a lot of them. And it's funny that you talk about stress reduction because uh, we work with that a lot to keep stress at a minimum with people. Sure, sure, sure. You know, I was just saying to a client today, it's funny, The uh, and I've discussed this also with, uh, you know, many colleagues, that even though I'm uh, kind of a peacenik back from the 60s, you know. Right. And uh, <laughs> I believe that, and I'm, I know I'm all alone here on this on this round table, right? Oh, oh of course. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure, sure. Uh you know, it's sort of like I've always thought, you know, the world and the and the tendency of people is to be at peace and that um war and conflict are the exception to a rule. Yeah. But I've got to tell you, as I age and experience and look at nature, I don't see it that way so much anymore. I see that things are kind of inherently conflictual. I'd love to hear what you have to say uh, about this. And it's up to us to make peace. So peace becomes an, a proact. It's an action. It's not the default position. It's not a passive state. It's actually the active state, letting things just be where they are. You know, animals will eat animals. Animals will eat plants. We will eat both, you know, um, and and people will go into their reptilian brain and be reactive and fight and flight or freeze-based, and they will tend to growl left to their own default position. But when a uh, proactive measure is taken, where I say I want to or I choose to be at peace. I'm going to be non-reactive. I'm going to find my inner center. I'm going to, I am balanced. You know, then you are making an effort to create peace. It's kind of interesting, you know. It seems like a possibly subtle change, but it's an important one. I'm sorry? I yeah. think surrounding yourself by people who think that way is one one It's important. Yeah, that's really yeah. important too. To be yeah. in a, to uh you know, to attract that into your life. And if you yes. have that if you have that proactive way of thinking, you will attract people like that into your life. Yeah. I think you're right. Do you want a little bit of I'm a person? I have it up here ready oh, to go. Yeah, you want please. a couple of bars. Okay, a couple of bars. <laughs> okay, here goes. That'd be a great way to wrap up the the show. Yeah. 
second verse for you because it's so powerful. Second verse. Okay, great. You're a person, I'm a person, you're a person, and the rest of the song. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. You guys are doing great work. I, I actually want to just bear down while I have you guys here sure. on the show, and we're talking about this kind of thing. I, I'd love to ask you, uh, thank you so much for, for playing that and sharing that with our you're audience. Welcome. You're welcome. Um, when you, you've been at this for some years, what has been yes. the follow-up and the follow-through with some of the students or people that have gone through the programs? Have you had any kind of like longitudinal uh, feedback where you can really track some of the effects that you have had on people over time? We have, actually. Uh, one, uh, actually, we hear every day we hear, you know, stories that have come to us practically every day. But there is there is one story in particular pertaining to the uh, I'm a Person song. That's good. When we, and by the way, we're working on a uh, documentary called The Song That Changed the World. And this oh, person, uh, this little story is going to be in there. But um, down, back in uh, when I was in Florida and just had recorded the song, and it was uh, 1988, and it was a Barrier Awareness Day, which is a day set aside for people that are physically uh, or mentally challenged. And at Broward Community College, they had a uh, wheelchair uh, basketball game. They had a whole day of events. They had a wheelchair basketball game. And uh, there was a woman, uh, so we, they played I'm a Person during halftime. And there was a woman who uh, actually was participating in the, in the wheelchair basketball game who came up to me at the end of the um, uh, uh, game and asked me, said, I love that song. Is there any way that I could go in and, and record, go into the studio and record the song? So we, you know, we made that happen. And, and her story is that she was driving down to uh, Florida in the uh, early 80s and got into an accident. She was going to be opening up a hair salon and she became a mm -hmm. paraplegic. And uh, when she got down there, she uh, met this guy, and he was a world coach for Paralympics for table tennis. And she became uh, a table tennis champion. And a gold medalist. A gold medalist that traveled all over the world on every continent. And every place that she went, she had handed out the lyrics to I'm a Person and sang I'm a Person God. with everybody that were the, the um, competitors, that were competing with her and as well as the audience mm -hmm. and everybody sang I'm a person and then mm -hmm. this is on all over the world and then when she came back and uh, retired she opened up a 17,000 square foot facility in South Florida and uh, gave credit to the song I'm a person for helping her making to make her dreams come true 
And now she goes and she uses that uh, facility as a um, springboard to go and and lecture to boys and girls clubs and chambers of commerce and and all these different places and to teach up-and-coming table tennis players, kids, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. also teaching them about I'm a person and self-esteem and all that. So that's really an amazing uh, story. That is some story. One of our, yeah. That is some story. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Are you you're probably familiar with Marshall Rosenberg and nonviolent communication? Yes. Yes. I've Do you integrate that at all? Do you integrate that at uh, all into your work? You know, I have, uh, in different things. I was uh part of the peace camp where I was a creative director and we used that material there, uh, in mm-hmm. that summer camp. In that conference. Uh, we in that context, we don't particularly uh, use it in the schools. We have, we could, you know, we have many other yeah. things that we do, but all of this stuff is good, you know. If you had enough hours in the day, you know, to well, do what we would everything. like to do is incorporate all the great programs that uh, from mindfulness and all these things that are happening all around the country and incorporate it into sure. one. Amazing program for that could be in all the schools. Yes, that would be a, the sure. ideal thing. Yeah, exactly. Have you uh, used it? No question Have you? Uh, used yeah, I, I interviewed Marshall uh, a number of years ago, and I was right. invited to uh, take a seminar in it. Of course, and I've uh, yeah. read his book, and I, I'm I'm generally familiar with it, and I think it's very good work. Uh, I think, it's, I, I think work. it's it's one tool of many. When it comes to communication, yeah. I wouldn't want to rely on that alone. I've studied uh, fairly extensively neurolinguistic programming as right. well and Ericksonian hypnotherapy, quite honestly, yeah. where there is a, you know, a real refined understanding of the use of language for yes. creativity, um, for creating environments, um, and well-being, quite honestly. And uh, so I think that there are elements of each of these that I think are important. You know, it's going to sound funny, um, but just I'm a great believer in common courtesy and politeness. It sounds so funny because it could sound so superficial, but I'll tell you, uh, it's a very good thing. And I've decided I don't care if people think it may be superficial. It gives a point of leverage for communication that might not otherwise be there. And New York mm-hmm. is a particularly mm-hmm. difficult place when it comes to these things. Of course, you find some people, based on their upbringing, to be very, very polite um, and courteous and respectful. And then you find others that are really rather basic, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and rather difficult. And they're no less a person. They're just more difficult to deal with, and I You're think that respectful. there is right. I think that there's something really that could be said about starting and staying polite and respectful and courteous throughout a communication. Yes, that's all, and I, I think that it could help to reduce violence tremendously, and, and that's uh, that's even all anger. About that kind of the thing that we were talking about, space. Yeah. the kindness thing. Yeah, the kind of we're, thing. Uh, yeah. 
Kindness, yeah. kindness. Yeah. Yeah. That's kindness right. and diversity. We have a kindness and uh, empowerment and diversity campaign. We all have to. We need much more time together, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, His Holiness the Dalai Who Lama said something like, "That's right." Said something like, "You know, if you do nothing else in this life, be and embody kindness." Yes, and compassion. Just being <laughs> kind and compassion, right, inherently, is doing, uh, putting a positive vibration into the world that we need so much more of. And I, I think yeah. that there's a lot of beauty and truth to that, you know. So. You know, the interesting thing is that we have, as a society, as a, as a world, we have amazing technology. We have... Yeah. We have all this wisdom, you know, especially, you know, the elders. I mean, there's just so much wisdom out there. And yes. we have the resources to really turn things around right now. We don't yep. have to wait. We could yep. we could really turn make that pendulum. Right now. Put that pendulum, pendulum over to the, That's to right. the positivity That's side right. right now. It's really true. It's really yeah. true. Well, I'll tell you, I, I've just had such a... a fun time and a beautiful time with you both. And I just thank want you. to thank you thank both for being guests today and speaking your own truth and beauty with our audience. It's just great. It's just great. Yes. The pleasure was ours, Mitch. So thank you. Thank you for having another us. Another time. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you both for being a guest today and I will hopefully speak with you rather soon. Okay. That sounds great. Looking forward to okay. it. Okay. Good night. Thank you, Mitch. Thanks. Bye-bye. Sure. That was David Giller and Helene Abrams, both co-founders of Think Positive World, and you just get so much of the good work they're doing everywhere, wherever they go, and they think big, large scale, and work on uh, small scales, all scales, and they're just bringing so much loving energy into the space and uh, it's this kind of initiative we really need more of can you imagine if they were able to be effective and successful in many let's just say school systems across the country and the world and people just grew up in another way and uh, older people could benefit too for Christ's sake (laughs) come on now You know, people need to learn how to speak with one another with uh, respect and kindness, as both of them were were saying over and again, and uh, with a sort of light heart and uh, sober mind, and um, all of this can change. I really believe that's the funny thing about this world. Entrenched as we may be in our habits and our patterns and our belief systems, Oh my, thanks to neuroplasticity, the mind and the brain can just shift on a dime and uh, change the whole tune. Because when you reach something deep in people, when you reach down deep into the heart, uh, there's a different level of vibration, of frequency that exists there. And when it becomes uncovered, magic happens. The body-mind becomes highly energized highly electrified you could say 
and you feel like there's nothing you can't do. We've all had that feeling. We've all had that experience at one time or another. And the more we have it, the more alive we feel and that we want to share ourselves and make a difference in the world because I personally believe it's it's an archetype of service that runs through all of our veins. It's it's a species-wide phenomenon that links us all together as a species and as part of sentient life altogether. Um, it makes us want to help each other and open doors for each other and do all sorts of good things for each other. It's just uh, it's part of the human uh, nature, really. And it's wonderful to have our two guests tonight talking about what they're doing and following that deep, deep impulse and instinct, and um, I think it's very beautiful. So on that note, uh, I want to just remind you all that we are a 501c3, a nonprofit organization, and we so appreciate your donations when you can do that. It helps to keep us sustained and on the air, both with radio and TV and all of our promotions and social media and uh, outreach in all the ways we seek to do. And remember that we ourselves have a series of services and products that we make available from super nutrition products to uh, counseling and coaching services that I perform. So feel free to reach out, and I also love hearing from you anyway and getting your feedback from your enjoyment of the shows or suggestions you may have. So feel free to reach me at 212 420 0800, that's 212-420-0800, and email mjr at abetterworld.net, mjr at abetterworld.net, and take these shows, go to our archive at abetterworld.tv, and uh, forward them to your friends and family and colleagues and workmates and all of that, so they can share in the fun and share in the goodwill and the good cheer. And uh, indeed, together, we will help to create a better world. So thanks again, David and Helene, and thank you all for listening. I so appreciate it. From all over the world, it's so wonderful to have our brothers and sisters from all over, Australia, New Zealand, India, and um, <clears throat> South Africa, North, North America, of course, South America. Thanks for joining. I look forward to seeing you.